This is a warning, another cut to move on. Another beat that's so strong, hold on, and I get wicked in this song. Stir up shit as the wit gets wisdom. Episode 8 of the RT Podcast here with George Costa and Rich Pelton. Rich, we made it eight episodes. Eight episodes for our hundred of our hundred of people listening to our yeah. podcast. What's up, hundred people? How we doing? Let's get up to one twenty this week. <coughs> no, we've been doing pretty good. I think uh, people yeah. appreciate it. So no, no, the um, people I, I do get talked to a little bit. People are like, oh, that was awesome. Like what you do, cool, cool, cool. Different perspective, you know. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. For sure. I think we are definitely bringing a different perspective to things. Um, for those who don't know, this podcast is based on two guys who are friends who happen to run BMX companies. And we go over topics in BMX, our business, and then the the, the actual topic that we created the podcast for, which is our love of F1 racing. So coming up, we have the greatest race on earth, the Grands. Uh, both of us are extremely, we shouldn't even be recording this podcast for one, but you know, we've got to try to get it out there for the fans, but we are going to make it brief. You know, um, yeah, we've been flat out here. <clears throat> yeah. We, we've been flat out here at Renan. Uh, try, we have so many orders that have to get delivered at grands and the guys the last two weeks have really kicked ass seriously. And I think we produced close to something like 700 gears over the last two weeks, and we're getting our last Oof. batch of stuff tomorrow morning and probably going to be engraving from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to be an all-nighter. Um, you know, I, I, for one, am trying to get everyone's orders like yours and, and every other vendor that's there. I, I'm trying to get all that stuff prepped and ready so we can ship on Thursday, and we'll be be mailing um basically you know to the expo center for you guys so you guys are all stocked up um but then i'm trying to get my own stuff ready because on friday i actually have to there's no families from around here that that travel to grands anymore so i need to <laughs> the closest i have to drive is uh maryland to go drop off all my stuff for my pit so i'm driving to maryland which is six or seven hours dropping off all my stuff on friday coming back and then i'm flying out on monday for grands so How's things going over there with you guys? Uh, they're busy. Um, we're always kind of ready, you know, because it's what we do. It's a big chunk of what we do is the uh, the vending on site. So, um, you know, we didn't really have to make any adjustments, truck and trailer. We're, you know, adding a little more inventory or a lot more inventory. You know, we have a lot of stuff here. We kind of just how much do we bring is always an issue. You know, we have limited space and we didn't want to ship pallets. We've a couple of years ago, I think we shipped some pallets, but. We end up just bringing most of it home anyway. You know, we've got, we know our numbers yearly. So it's, I mean, we always want to go higher. And you, if you don't have the stuff, you can't go higher. But, you know, there's four of us and we're all selling the same shit. And sometimes towards the end, everybody starts discounting. I mean, we don't really tend to do that. But so I, I don't know. We, we're, um, we're ready, but we're not. Um, we got some last minute <laughs> stuff to do. Like our t shirt designs, you know, we always do, uh, if you don't know, we always do a lot of t shirts. It's our like new release for 2020 three we do anywhere from six to 15 new t-shirt designs uh, of tangent and rift and those usually come with, within the last week of the race because that's when my designer always has time he's like it's always last minute on on everyone's end but we got some good printers so i'm literally submitting the job designs getting stuff sent to the printer printers printing and shipping out daily to the grands to get this stuff out so that's what i've been up to uh tj Got the the trailers pretty much prepped over the last week and a half, but then um, we've got a small exhaust leak in the 
the Dodge. So we uh, TJ went opened that up and took a look at it today. And when we were getting ready to start busting the bolts off the exhaust manifold, he's like, "Dude, they're too tight." So he's like, "I'm just gonna have to run it." So I mean, there's little things like that that no one knows about. We uh, we're gonna we were gonna change the exhaust manifolds, but we're gonna have to just wing it. Um, production here, kind of just the same. We we keep up with everything for the most part. Um, everything's stays in stock and we're running uh we did get some air shipments in and stuff we we're low on uh, our plates wrapped up after 13 months of, of lead time of production time so we aired in some plates uh we got seats finally in so we aired in some seats we aired in some carbon rims so we aired in a little bit of stuff that was wrapping up we've got tons of stuff i think we've mentioned it before in the podcast we had tons of stuff getting finished up and so that that did happen and we've aired some some of that in so we have it in stock um yeah, and then we're gonna print some banners and stuff for the the new trailer or for the new wrap. We always rewrap our cages, so we'll print those tomorrow and for tomorrow and Thursday, and then the truck and trailer take off, man. So I mean, we're we're ready. You know, it's always like a little busier. You're kind of like, okay, what you know, that last minute panic. What do we? When do you guys? When do you guys actually leave to drive? Uh, TJ leaves Friday morning, like six a.m. It's okay. a day early because they pushed, you know, the whole schedule last year a day earlier. So it used to be, you know, start on the weekend, yeah. but now he starts Friday. Then I fly in Sunday, so we we get together Sunday night, and then uh, Monday afternoon we we're allowed to pull the the rigs in and start start setting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always wild. Uh, I I honestly can't believe how fast time flew by this year. I feel like I just came back from Grands last year, and. Uh, <laughs> It is it is something else, um, but super excited. I haven't seen anybody in a long time because my last race, uh, I, I did go to that that Trumbull race, but only for you know an afternoon. But um, there's not a lot around us, so it's kind of tough to justify you know driving ten or twelve hours to go to an event. Yeah, um, to go high five some some of your buddies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but for something like this, obviously it's it's a big deal, and it, it's good to be yeah. there and set up and see the fans and the customers yeah, you'll, and, you'll see yeah. everybody you know i mean that little race you had there there probably wasn't much industry people probably wasn't you know wasn't a pro race so you didn't not a lot of not a lot of big name people or, or branding there you know it's just a good a good race nonetheless but just a little bit different than you know what you're accustomed to uh, on the title yeah. hunts you know yeah oh that reminds me uh i i think we are uh <laughs> setting some trends here in that oh, uh yeah. You, you you know you and i started this podcast a few months ago uh-huh. usa bmx started a podcast a few weeks ago oh, really? look at that um <laughs> last episode that we did uh, i believe we talked about uh i i had mentioned you know they should really take the pro-am model and apply it to nationals oh you know right, that right. was that was a topic that we talked about because it currently yeah. wasn't done what happened right after that episode bam pro-ams are at nationals so i think uh yeah I think I did mention that to them too. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that USA BMX is listening to this and, uh, you know, kind of riding our coattails here, but you know, it's all right. (laughs) It's something that we had talked about with them before too. Um, you know, in years past, we wanted to, we wanted to try to debut it, um, or have let, 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 have them let us kind of debut it on a bigger market at a gold cup. And, I think it was the year of the pandemic or something and it got moved or canceled. I want to say that we were going to, they were, they were in, they were going to let us run a tangent pro-am instead of pro open at a gold cup. I think mean, maybe they don't even have pro opens anymore at gold cups. I think they didn't even do anything. So they were going to let us do that. Or it was, it was in the works. It wasn't like, it wasn't full green lit, but it was, um, 
it was well underway. It seemed like that we were going to kind of, they were going to maybe let us do it, or at least felt that way. I know, I know it was on the table. It was a few years back now, but we were talking about it. And I'm actually really glad to see that they did that because that'll kind of fill that little bit of void that APRO is, is missing. Cause I don't think it's still a lot. There's still not enough racers yeah. in both categories to split it. But I think that'll really, I think that'll really help because I know yeah. they've had guys that, the a pro have showed up and there's no pros and the dude drove like eight hours. Like, well, how am I supposed to yeah. find out? Like, who do I call to see if anyone's going to come? Do I got to call these, my competitors and go, Hey, are you coming? Are you coming now? It's like guaranteed. Yeah. There's going to be a gate, you know, the Cedric Kays, oh, yeah, the, for sure. you know, these guys, you know, these top guys, I'm sure they're going to make a class. I'll just skip their regular open and go for basically a money open, throw some a pros in there. We got some good racing. Yeah, I think it will be great. I think it'll be really good to see, um, I, I you know, the Cedric Cades, the Brandon Cranes, uh, the Nolan Caldwell's, you know, all yeah. that, all those sort of riders, uh, just you know, wanting to mix it up and earn a little bit of money. You know, it's it's a great thing. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's all all re- thumbs up. Really glad that they were listening to the last episode and uh, they they really <laughs> took that that <laughs> they, they took it took hard and got it done. I know, man. They're you know, and even Shannon Gillette was on the last podcast that they did, and that you know, he doesn't go on podcasts at all. So you know, they they must yeah. they, they're really pushing hard. So I didn't even know they had one. I mean, where do you find yeah. these things out? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, live uh, in, I live in a cave. <laughs> you, I think it's not uh, obvious how to find it uh, to some extent. Smart. I, Super I don't, smart. you know, but um, you know, if you if you look up pull i think it's pullbmx.com or something you'll find like the episodes there there's there's been a few episodes done um Ooh, one of Brian Nyquist. um that was the other weird thing the way that they did the podcast they kind of they, they it seems like they're doing it on a zoom call so they can all see each other and it's it, it's one thing when you could see the other person and you're like hey look at me i'm pointing at my nose you know whatever but when you're recording just audio and you're talking as if you could see somebody it kind of throws you off for a little bit all the episodes like start with people just talking and you 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 have to try to listen and try to figure out okay who is that who is this right so um it's definitely justin wall and uh tony d is on a lot of them uh shannon's been on an episode or two episodes there's one episode i didn't hear that he was on um and then shane fernandez is on one also but trying to i just pulled it trying (laughs) trying to know who these voices were without you know them announcing it was uh i was like what is going on right now but uh, they, they're pretty good um that's good and th- there's a gus lens a lot of episode that's great um yeah so that's that, that was latest latest episode 11 10 yeah that was, yeah that was the reason why i uh wanted to listen to it because i really like gus and you know you know listening to all the stuff that they got going on over at profile you know another us-based manufacturer that has just been in the game forever um it's always great to kind of hear about what's going on in other places um because that's the sort of thing that i i'm interested in you know is we all have this uh ecosystem that we're trying to live in right now and what are people doing in different places of the country and kind of the reason why i wanted to start this with you so but yeah so just crazy prep here and at your place yeah. and you guys yeah, like take even, off on friday and even right now you know, my uh my screen printer is calling me. I'm like, Hey, can you text real quick? I don't know how important it is. He's like, there's stuff on press embroidery on, on, on machines, like just running, <laughs> we're running, we're running all over. We've got stuff working everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, nothing like last minute, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and so I, I'm lucky this guy does it. He's awesome. Um, uh, I mean, there's no way any other printer would do this. I mean, I literally like the the garments landed today, and the artwork came this morning, and it's already on press. You know, like same day. So yeah, that, that's wild. That shit just doesn't happen in, in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I've got some yeah. really good. I've worked with some people a long time. I got some really good relationships with people, you know, that know the situation and are down to help. You know, they basically clear their presses for this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, we won't accept yeah. any other jobs. We'll push them. <laughs> so, uh, how many new things do you have like debuting stuff that that people haven't seen? Uh, you know, we mentioned the carbon bars, right? Yeah, I mean, th those are out a little bit now. So. Um, but um, they definitely need to be showcased a little bit more, you know, uh, to a bigger, bigger audience. Obviously, the carbon bar, and then I'm fingers crossed that all will have a because our, our forks are just in the PNG, which is paint and graphics right now, so they're yep. done. I talked to the, the the vendor, and they they're doing they're trying to do basically five of each colorway, a fork of each size, so the one inch, the inch and an eighth, and the um, and you're trying to get that stuff air shipped over to Tulsa. Yeah, so yeah, that's something. So, yeah. carbon bars, carbon forks, and possibly yeah, the bars some, we have some carbon rims as samples or stuff that people. No, no, have. no. We've we've had rims. We just we've been out of them for a little while. Oh, okay, okay. So, I see. Yeah, so it's just stuff that we've been out of for a while. Being yeah. out sucks, you know, because then you know, some even if someone wants your stuff, they're not going to wait. They're going to go get you know the Avions or the Supercross or you know whoever whatever model they. Know, is available so it really yeah. it's really a bummer the market's really they're really tight and people don't want to wait and necessarily don't have to and you know the stuff's all pretty similar in quality and and uh it's basically just branding so, yeah especially uh, the carbon rim thing um i mean i know you guys do it also but and i know you don't do it the way that a lot of others do but it seems like with carbon rims it's really almost like disappointing that there's so many like alibaba you know, yeah, vendor, we don't, we don't you, use you know, them. like, uh, so, I, I know, I know you don't, I'm not saying just so everyone knows that. we use a, a really, a really good uh, Taiwanese yeah, yeah. manufacturer. Actually they're strong. Yeah. They cost us like 25% more, I think than uh, maybe 20% more than a China rim. That's why I was yeah. a little more expensive um, because they're a really, really nice high quality rim. But then even the crappy right. ones, they don't, their fail rate isn't that much. I mean, it's kind of, and our vendor is like hundred minimum. Be like where Alibaba's like, oh, you can order five, and we put sticker on side for you. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy. It's like a pet yeah. peeve. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's insane. Like how how no much Ren, of that's no Renan there. carbon hoops coming anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, when Renan makes carbon hoops, they're gonna they're gonna be something different. I'll, I'll guarantee you. That. Made out of your made out. <laughs> right? What'd you say? Made at your shop. Made in my too. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I like have zero interest in, I, I know, and I don't knock anybody who does do anything over in Asia, but you know, no, I no, just no, don't, I just don't have the personality to deal with that. I would get frustrated and I would be like, you know, fuck this. I'm making it myself. Like, let's go. So, um, yeah, but you know, props to everyone who's doing it. And it's also one of the reasons why for us, it's like a lot slower on product development on things. Cause you know, um, usually when we do come out with something, it's it's been in the works for a while. I've been, you know, kind of uh, mulling over how I'm going to do it or when to release it or whatever. Uh, we we don't yeah, have anything new. We don't have anything new coming out at Grands. Um, something that people could come see that it's actually been in our product line for I think this is the second year. But I, I mentioned to you down in. Uh, 
in Austin, we were at the F1 race that uh, our mini bottom bracket, we actually manufacture the Barons here in house. And yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Like nobody really knows this because we, you know, I I guess using the podcast now as an opportunity to talk about that. But um, uh, we had issues about two years ago with the Barons and and with failures. And um, I was warranting a lot of them. And I just, it was literally two years ago that I just sat down and said, you know, well, I have all of the equipment to technically make this except for heat treating and we could send out to get that done. But um, came up with the idea and redesigned all the functional components of the Baron in that mini bottom bracket and made a few prototypes and they spun pretty good. Um, <laughs> basically started testing them and had, you know, zero issues with the new Barons that we include that, that have been included in the bottom brackets for about two seasons yeah, now, yeah. or two years. And, uh, it's pretty wild because in BMX, at least, I'm going to claim that I'm the only one making my own barons here in the United States. I know Chris King makes their own barons. And Does Profile make any bearing stuff? I don't think any so. Any bigger bearings? Yeah, I don't know. I either. don't think. No, I they, don't they think make their own bolts. I've never seen them. They're making their own bolts. I remember that. They're yeah, they make. Bolts. They definitely make bolts. Um, and we make <laughs> our bolts for a lot of the stuff that we do also. Um, but barons is something that, as far as I know, only Chris King has been a manufacturer here in the States that has done it on their own. Um, but they doesn't doesn't seem like they're offering a BMX line anymore. So yeah, um, not much not much too into it. Not that I'm yeah. aware of. But the really interesting. Was pretty crazy. Uh well, we machine on the lathe to a tenth, and uh, you know the problem with it is is that you know you're you're machining in an annealed state, and then we send the stuff out and heat treat, and then when it comes back, it can be kind of move around a little bit, but. Uh-huh. Um, we have a process here of like sorting through and making sure we get um, sets that work the way that they're supposed to work. Right. You know, matching and mating everything. Yeah. We have a QC process on it that uh, we know that there is um, uh, a match that we have to hit. And then we, we basically will QC everything and measure everything out, put it all in like buckets and sort and organize. And then we can go ahead and start building sets. And uh, it's pretty easy to do at the end of the day. It's not super complicated, but um, pretty cool nonetheless. And uh, it allowed us to keep uh, that bottom bracket product the way that I wanted it, which was, you know, the lightest on the market, the smallest on the market, adjustable, um, you know. So it's one of those things. Uh, but it, we do have, uh, we'll have bottom brackets at, at Grands, but we all also have barons that are loose that people can like play around with and stuff and check out for themselves. So yeah, that's just really a cool. little, just a little side note there. Um, this is a good transition point because we we're kind of talking about business stuff, you know, kind of what's going on over at. I, I know you, you kind of did talk about a lot what's going on at Tangent. And, yeah, kind uh, of was a mixed them kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I mean, I guess I'll start with uh, yeah. what's going on basically here at Renan. Like, we had uh, basically got super lucky. I wasn't looking for anyone to hire, but had uh, through um, one of my, uh, actually the vendor that I purchased coolant from, he had come here to check out the shop and and see everything he happened to go to my high school and he knew of a guy who was a little unhappy and kind of looking for something to do part-time and kind of you know spark his interest so we found uh, a guy who's going to be working here part-time he has 20 years of experience on the lathe uh with on the exact same model lathe that i have so which is great because 
I would like to use this opportunity to also learn from this person. Like, yeah, what yeah for of, sure. You know, what kind of tips and tricks have you picked up over 20 years? Because, you know, I don't have 20 years of experience doing that sort of thing. Um, so that is pretty solid. Um, it seems like he's going to help out a couple of days a week in a part-time fashion and possibly on the weekends and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's a huge relief to me because I've been doing that wholeheartedly on that in that area. Um, and then like literally the next day, it was out last Sunday, actually, I'm driving back from my parents' house and I get hit up on Facebook messenger from, uh, a 15 year old kid from the local BMX track here. And he was like, Hey, are you looking for workers? And I thought he could drive and, and I, cause I, and I assumed he lives out by the track, which is like 40 minutes away. And I'm like, uh -huh. uh, and I, I kind of asked him like, Hey, do you, do you, do you have a car? You know, it's a little far, I think. And he's like, no, but my parents will bring me. And then he's, and I sent him the address and I was like, well, you know, ask them if it's okay and, and see what you want to do. And, you know, he's homeschooled. So he has decided that he wants to work like three days a week and uh -huh. he gets his schoolwork done either at night or on Tuesday, Thursdays, um, which is awesome. And, uh, he literally, it was like the shortest text message conversation ever. I haven't really talked to this kid a whole lot of the BMX track regardless. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> but, you're going to the way of China anyway with youth, illegal youth labor, bro. It's not illegal. <laughs> that is a hundred percent illegal. He's on the books. You can you work when you're 14 uh, here. He has a work permit. <laughs> he has a work permit. Like, so he's, awesome. all, he's all set. Yeah. What a go-getter. Uh, That's killer. I, and that's what I was like, man, like it reminded me of myself when I was younger, you know, I had a whole bunch of jobs growing up and, and just tried to make as much as I possibly could with whoever would give me an opportunity and a chance. And, and I sat there and I was like, you're telling, I, I asked the kid, I said, well, you know, what's your schedule and when do you want to start? And he's like, I'd like to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I could be there 8am tomorrow. I'm like, you're hired. It was Dude, as simple even, as I that. I come like, work at 8am. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and he's been absolutely kicking ass helping out it's actually a big relief to everybody here in the shop and um you know so that's been awesome in that regard uh what's not been awesome is i've been playing fucking haas tech repairman for the last like couple of days here and it's you know um i've got one machine that i don't know what happened to it there was like something happened with the power supply where it like blipped or something but it is it is like fully corrupted this entire machine i'm like literally spent all day today like reformatting the machine i'm talking about so, like, like i'm talking about removing gone, circuit boards has gone everything's gone like Whoa. everything's gone like i'm talking Whoa. about pulling out circuit boards unplugging things putting it back in plugging it all back together again re like updating the firmware like starting from scratch like installing ms dos basically yeah 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 <laughs> but um, if that happened to me i'd be just oh, i don't even know if i have because our programs are kind of like yours they're legacy at this point i don't even know if i have them saved anywhere <laughs> well you know computer. <laughs> it is it is an important aspect here and it is something that i um i have done it on this machine but you should do it where you can put in uh you know floppy. get a couple of floppies put them in and copy everything across to your floppies learn how to do it for your parameters that's the big one is your parameters and your settings on your machine oh yeah that's stuff okay because there's probably two thousand individual settings that you have to set and if yeah, you, yeah. If so you like when don't, you if you don't do that the machine doesn't run 
when you and, load the uh, when you load the OS in, basically you need to give it that parameter list. And it yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it is something like I actually have the procedure. I can I can tell you how to do it, but uh, there is yeah. an easy way to get all of that information and copy it. It's even good to do it like periodically if you do make changes, you know. Yeah. And you could also save all the existing programs on the machine. I think we have the, the I might be both. We might have the program somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I haven't shit. I mean, since we got that new machine, that machine hasn't had a program taken it loaded in or taken out for almost yeah. 2 years now. It just it literally legacy runs. But remember when bolts, you five bolts and that's it. Remember when you had a problem a couple of months ago and you sent me the code and I was yeah. like, yeah, there's a problem right here. And you're like, I don't know how this happened. Like, you oh, know, right, no, right. nobody touched it, you know? Yeah. Well, that could literally be because I had the same thing happen to me. Um, like it, it could be like a power surge outside. I don't know if like there's something going on with the power supply design in this machine or whatever. But like literally something happened in the middle of a run that we were doing the, the run was almost done cutting six gears and it just stopped all of a sudden and then i start looking at everything and it changed all my parameters it literally That's changed insane. the serial number of the machine and i'm like That's how the wild. hell did that happen you know so it's super frustrating but it is you know you want to buy old machines and that are cheap and and whatnot yeah. then this is the kind of problem you got to deal with sometimes and you know um, that machine, and luckily we have multiple machines here and, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make us dead in the water. We'd actually right. already finished our entire grand's commitment before this happened. Cause this happened like yesterday morning, but, um, it kind of throws a wrench in my plans for the week. Cause I was planning right. on working on something totally different. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you just skip it till you get home though? I mean, I'm trying to get as much as I can done now. And I know that tomorrow we have uh, this kid coming in to help. And I know tomorrow night we have this the lathe guy coming in part time. So I'm kind of I, I, I tried to make as much use as I could of working during when someone else is doing that stuff, because I'm pretty well caught up right now. Like yeah. everything that we're doing is like for future orders or, you know, stuff that's not going to get delivered for grand so I can take the time. But it just, it's also like, I don't want to be, if I could try to fix this thing before I leave for grands, we'll be just so much better off. You yeah, know? totally. Um, if you've got so, the minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't have to think about it or anything, but um, hopefully. Really okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, that you were talking about, <clears throat> because back to the bearing thing and employees at the F in Houston, or, uh, Austin, you were talking about a kid that, or I don't know if it was a kid or not, someone coming over from, the bearing place where you got some of the materials from, did that ever come to any fruition or did that ever work out? Cause you weren't sure. I, I just remember something about the taking a yeah, kid yeah, from yeah. that place. What, thought, what happened with that? I thought that the guy actually worked at uh, this other shop. That is uh, a shop that my friends own, but um, he doesn't. So okay. well, it's kind of, yeah, it was, it was super easy. Like, um, but he did know them. He knows okay. all these, all these guys. So. Cause he was friends on Facebook with him. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 He knows like, I mean, it's funny, like really small world around here for manufacturing right. and what people are doing and everything. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really pumped. Uh, you know, that the, the class that I signed up for that I'm going to North Carolina, um, in the beginning of December, I, I had told this guy about it and he's like, Man, I would like to come to that. Can I go? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, the NASCAR thing. Yeah, yeah. So no, it was NASCAR, whatever, whatever it was. 
That's yeah, awesome. when I come when I come back from Grands, it's like the first week in December, like December fifth through the eighth. Um, I'm going to be heading to North Carolina for a Fusion 360 seminar across two days, but it's being held at the Stuart Haas Race Facility. That's so. So cool. and we get to check um, out like the entire facility or whatever they show us. I guess I'm jealous but, um, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely going to be cool, and it's and it's super cheap. It's only 300 bucks to attend the the seminar, and I'm kind of going to that seminar to see what kind of little tips or tricks can I learn here from people who do this day in day out way more yeah. than I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we just make how... the same shit over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but a couple of guys that I know, uh, there's quite a few BMXers down in the North Carolina area. And, and I know, uh, some of them, I, I know a family that, uh, the dad works at Penske. I'm going to be trying to talk to see if I can get a tour there. And I was told that a buddy, of a friend works at Joe Gibbs racing in the like carbon fiber manufacturing area. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking we might be able to get a tour of that also. So it might be really, really cool. Um, yeah. Get a bunch of stuff done. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Although I shouldn't really take this time because it's, I, I got to prep the shop for the machine that I'm buying. Um, but it's whatever. I'm just going to work, you know, a longer days when I come back from the trip and, uh, yeah. you know, what the weekend I don't have my kids, I'll just really try to get everything done then to make sure everything's ready. I did get confirmation today that I think I should get delivery of my machine like mid December or so, which is such a, um, like relief at the end of the day, because the machine that we're replacing, I actually had a sensor issue with it today. And I oh, had, really? we had to, we had to take apart the hood on it. <laughs> and move one of the little tool clamp sensors because it was getting wedged and it was one basically those little little stuck. red boxes little red with a ball, roller ball on the end a little bearing on the end yeah things. yeah it's one of those um <laughs> so those it, we were getting like weird like tool unclamp errors when the tool was clamped yeah, yeah so it was, stuck it was just or the relay yeah. wasn't working it was just basically pushed over a little bit too much and the the little plunger was coming up underneath the wheel instead of pushing the wheel out it was like flexing the whole assembly up yeah so uh, and that's in the tool holder area close. yeah the, it was yeah, yeah it was we've the, had we've had an issue with that too they're all starting to come apart we had some bolts backing out so the whole the umbrella was starting to hang a bit and then it was yeah. missing the sensor <laughs> same kind of, like well dude this is all loose i'm like well i don't fucking know i can't see in there if that's coming loose you know we don't go There's, in there and check it you know yeah exactly. <laughs> we just kind of run parts till we have a problem yeah, until but. something falls off of it then we, that's when we know <laughs> yeah i mean at one point today i'm like i'm like reformatting one computer then the other machine behind me is breaking and then finally i was like what else is gonna fucking break in here like oh, can, can somebody just break something else <laughs> you know? it's just kind of crazy but that's you funny. know we have days like that but then there's days where everything runs smooth and it's you know you know great but you know it's uh the joys of living the dream i guess yep yep for sure <laughs> i didn't so, think of one uh, thing oh good I was just gonna. I was about to ask you. Uh, did you solve your air compressor issues? Um, yes, actually, we did. The um, the IR people, Ingersoll Rand, like whoever whoever they staff for their or whoever they subcontract for their uh, warranty stuff, they came out, brought a new motor, and it's been fine ever since. Wow, awesome! Yep. So they determined that it was something wrong with the motor. I, you know, they didn't even. I just we were telling them what it was doing. And then I wasn't here when the actual guy came, but um, he just ran it and then let air out 
until like until it cycled and then it wasn't tedious like dude it's not fucking popping so on like the third or fourth cycle and then i think the fifth or sixth cycle it, it popped he's like all right that's enough it's not i've seen enough because we've called so many times and it's complained and it was uh, you just felt this running high he's like i'm just gonna put a new one on and call it done so he made and it really it's easy. been running fine yeah no problems well that's good that's yeah good. i haven't i mean we and both machines running full time so you know 15 hours a day so hopefully that was it it's a lot cooler now so that might i mean it started messing up when it was 100 degrees back there yeah so now we have a thermostat back there um thermometer or whatever you call it, thermostat um yeah. so i mean it's like it's really cold back there now i mean it's you know sweatshirt weather so i don't know if it was a heat related issue or just um you know that one was quirky but might so far so good. A, bad, a bad batch you know i wouldn't doubt it yeah because after that happened i watched some like youtube stuff and there's people like these motors suck don't buy one of these you know bullshit 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 so like yep, yeah i must have got one of those but um <laughs> they got out they got out once we actually said hey you know we need this fix they got in a fairly timely manner maybe a day or two yeah and brought the part brought the part with them and didn't really bother with the you know hassling us about it just put a new one on and left so well that's good yeah. But, you know, that's part of the problem with uh, something like that. Like you had like this really big piece of equipment and there's not too many options that you could just drive somewhere and buy something because yeah. that, that's the best one that you could just drive yeah. to a store and buy. Right all the today. Ones, yeah, all the other ones like the Cobalt brand and Campbell Hosfeld and all those that like Lowe's and Home Depot sells, yeah. those things will shit the bed like immediately. Yeah, no, with totally. the amount that we use it, but that Ingersoll yeah. Rand is is pretty tough. Like the pump unit on it's really good. You might have gotten a fluky, you know, uh, thermal switch on that motor or whatever it Something, sounds like. Yeah. But you know, it's solved. So hopefully you have no issues. There are places so I don't even I don't even look back. You know, I'm not that guy. So I mean, yeah. it, it, at that price, if it lasts a couple of years, then we're good. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't we're, beat we're, it at that price. Down the road. Um, yeah. Because the next level up is like eight thousand dollars. Yeah, so. exactly. There's there's not like a, a really in between that's way different. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. either you get these little mediocre jobbers or just go full big boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was painful to go full big boy, but uh, you know, it's definitely glad I did it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we were at the point we couldn't run with this many machines without something like that. So. Yeah, it's just it'll pay for itself down the road, down the road. You know, every every year it clicks off. You know, it's you divide it down, divide it down, divide it yeah. down. <laughs> At seven years, you're like a oh, thousand bucks, a <laughs> thousand bucks a year. Yeah, yeah. You're getting under so. Yeah, and hopefully years, like, over time, you know, you have less of those issues start happening and then things get better and better. It's kind yeah. of one of the reasons, you know, why I'm, you know, although I did, I have said like I'm buying that DT2 machine to replace a VF1, but it's also to get out of having these kind of days, you know, like I, you know, don't necessarily want to have a day where I have to play repairman, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as time goes on, you know, if we're, if I'm buying a machine that's going to be solid for, you know, 10, 15 years, yeah, there's things you got to do. There's things that will happen or whatever. But for the most part, you know, when you get, you know, brand new stuff, it's, it's going to, and you treat it good, you know, it's, it's going to last. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes, but you know, it's a for good sure. thing that, uh, good thing that we're doing all those upgrades and everything because, you know, dude, Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> how about that can guy? you believe that shit like i can't that was so awesome it was so awesome and it was like this is where you have to work with what you've got like gunther steiner said in one of his interviews he said when it's raining soup you have to have your spoon out <laughs> <laughs> 
Which right. I don't know what the fuck that means. But That's yeah. Whatever. You gotta catch them. <laughs> yeah, get your spoon out. Get your get your licks in, man. But it's hilarious because they got last in the series last year, so that puts them in the last garage. But it also uh, puts them oh, in the right. garage that's closest to the exit. Right? right. So basically what happened, Kevin, you know, got into Q3 for qualifying. And we're talking about the Sao Paulo uh, Brazil F1 race. Mm-hmm. But Kevin got into Q3 for qualifying. It looked like it was going to rain. Haas's mentality was get the car ready, get out in line and bang out a hot lap immediately. And Kevin Magnuson banged out a better lap than everyone else before they they were allowed to, including Verstappen. And he ends up. It starts raining. I think it was uh, wasn't it Charles Leclerc or somebody or George Russell? George Russell. Russell crashed. Off. Yeah, with like Russell three four minutes to go. They had already the switched to inners, hadn't they? Most of them. They some of them were. Yeah, yeah. like people were coming in to switch onto inters because it was going to rain. We're gonna catch um, that lap anyway because he he p- pulled that lap on softs, took the risk. Yeah, but so good, man. Because like Haas has been struggling; they've been struggling for money. They just got MoneyGram as a sponsor, and they got somebody else. I I can't remember who the second sponsor is. Um, but it was like they got that sponsor in Austin, and bam, this weekend they're on pole. Yeah, I mean it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty um, awesome. So unfortunately. You know, during the race, your boy Danny Rick. I don't know what he was yeah. forgot where the guy where the brake pedal was, but um, I don't know what that guy's doing, man. He just, he's <laughs> trying to never come back to the grid. I mean, oh, it's it's he, it's pretty sad, man. He bad. should be taking that Haas drive. Um, yeah, because he's going out on the worst note ever. You know, to yeah. like, he's not like, oh yeah, we got, let's bring him back. You know, he had a great you know great finish of the year. Let's you know, he's taking a break. No, it's like. He's like, I got to regroup. I got to find myself. You know, he's just driving terribly. I mean, he had a good drive the week before last, but um, he didn't have I, a good I, qualifying I, session. You know, no, like then, I mean, Norris, he's been terrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lando Norris guys routinely out qualifies him. He's just, so. just I don't even know. And then just to go and hit someone first lap that was, ter- and of all people, Magnuson. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think he meant to. To be honest, no, oh, not at all. But nice. it does suck that it happened. It is, you know, I mean, although I don't want to see Danny Rick like out of a race ever, but if you go cause the crash, it's kind of ironic that Kevin Magnuson's car did a 360 and oh, then ran so into him and took him out. I'm, Dan, Danny's like my guy, but you know, I, I mean, we're Haas people. So I was like, yeah. I was so bummed that he that he hit Magnuson. Yeah. And then Magnuson spun around, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, fucker. But and Danny's like my guy. And I was still happy because I was so bummed that he took Magnuson out. Like the only time the dog, you know, the sun shines on a dog's ass once every 10 years. And they got yeah. that little shine and Danny took it away in three turns. I'm like, yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me. Unreal. That was not depressing. I don't get depressed over it, but I was just upsetting. <laughs> yeah. like, and then he just out just like that. All that great, you know, great weekend, everything he's done. Right. And then just that little tap lifted yeah. him up. I mean, for Danny, I mean, I, you know, the grip's not there yet. The brake heat, the brake heat's not there yet. There's every excuse, but I mean, he's a professional fucking driver, you know, he, he just straight. Clipped yeah, him. For I mean, sure. It wasn't even bad. It wasn't even that bad. It sucks. <laughs> it just lifted him just enough, man. Oh man, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I was super pumped. I had my my uh, my legend Gunther shirt on that I bought down in Austin <laughs> on the eighty bucks sprint rate. Yeah, for eighty bucks, I could. You got to wear that to divide it down too. I mean, you got to get a good 20, 30 wears out of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to be wearing that thing for the next ten years. What are you talking about? 
I've got I've got clothes <laughs> that are way older than my kids. So that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, we had kind of jumped the gun a little bit talking about. Uh, I guess I got excited about Kevin Magnuson, but um, that's you funny. know we had the Austin weekend, which was I had such a good time. It was like it was cool to hang out. It was it was uh you know interesting to like how we kind of like surveyed the land and we were like looking at stuff and we're like, all right, how are we going to do this? And, you know, we bought the general just being cheaters. <laughs> being cheaters is part of the fun. For sure. Um, like, it, you know, kind of like lessons learned from this is definitely uh, if you don't want to buy shit last minute, like we didn't spend a ton of money because uh, our tickets for Sunday were pretty expensive. Yeah. But um, basically you need to get on all of these races, especially now, um with the popularity of f1 it's just kind of ridiculous um you have to get on all of the mailing lists you have to like immediately act when stuff goes on sale uh in order to try to get something that's somewhat affordable yeah. because if you do what we did at the either either you go um super super early or you go super last minute it seems yeah because like we found tickets that were still available that were right on the side of our tickets for sunday that were literally a third of the price of, that we paid and that, yeah. that was actually the face value of the tickets yeah you didn't, didn't know that you didn't know before you know you we whatever i mean you you were doing the research didn't know that there was that if you signed up there was a two-day pre-sale you know like they yeah go to, on sale to the people on the list before they get out to the ticket masters or, or before they're allowed to do that or whatever the hell it is yeah two-day because someone was telling me he's like oh they're the sixth is, you know, the for Vegas. I'm like, well, the fourth, you know, we were allowed to buy them if you're on the mailing list, you know. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> even at, even at that, like, I went on and I waited 45 minutes in the queue, and then for Vegas, and, oh really? And and it had told me in advance, like, the only tickets that were available, it said there was $500 um, general admission tickets for, and that would give you general admission in one area only for all three days. And then it was $2,000 grandstand tickets for all three days. Either God. one would have been okay if I was going by myself, but because yeah. of the date of the race, I would have to bring both of my kids with me too. Cause it's right. the weekend right before Tulsa. Yeah, so yeah. I would have to fly from Vegas to Tulsa on the way back. And you know, I was basically, I was committed to buy like all general admission tickets for me and my kids, but I'm not, I wasn't committed to buying $2,000 tickets a piece for me and my yeah. kids because that would have been six grand. Um, so for me, I'm near my buddy, Matt Falk, which has the big mansion there. I don't know if you've yeah. seen like the party I had. So I'm going to go, I'll probably go anyway and then just kind of see what pops up. Because for me, yeah. I can fly there for a hundred bucks if I book it early enough. If they haven't raped the, the fees, but you know, I can fly there relatively cheap, <clears throat> stay for free, and then. And then shit, I'll just beg Matt to go buy some kind of ten thousand dollar booth or something. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> he does it at the drop of a bucket, man. So it's not even yeah. skin off his teeth. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I've, been, I've been on him. I've been sending the the emails, the pre releases, and hey, what are we doing for Vegas, dude? I mean, it's a, literally a year away from right, you know, this weekend, and I'm already bugging him about it. So we'll see. Hilarious. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. Um, but it's kind of sucked. Like I, I paid, I paid like eight bucks to get into like, uh, like an early release, like ticket sale thing. It told me what these ticket prices were that I could get. I sat in a 45 minute queue, but Still when fucked. it, when it went into the queue, it said there was something like 45,000 people in queue. Oh my which God. Is, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. And then by the time it came up and said, okay, now you can buy your tickets. It said, pick the section. The only thing that was available was $2,000 tickets. And I was like, yeah, I'm all wow. set. That's the crazy. other thing that sucks about the Vegas race, it seems, is that um, 
like the, those tickets that were purchased are only available in that section. So it does not seem like if you get general audience, you can't go to other locations. You're like uh, constrained to one area only. There's certain GA, like GA section one, GA section yeah. two. Yeah. Like well, it's probably can't. not that easy to move around there either. You're not just walking around a track. I mean, you're like, yeah, you know, probably cities not. Cities that are blocked off and shit like that, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of logistic issues with it. And that's why they're doing that. But, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully something pops up. Maybe I'll be able well, to do it. But, and I'll let you know. Yeah. I don't know what Matt, you know, if Matt's got people over there, but I mean, he's got, might have some extra space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, you've got a whole and you know grand's yeah. logistics and all that so it's not the best time for you but yeah I'm it's not the best time for me we'll see. But, you know we'll see what happens uh but yeah i mean the austin weekend i don't know well, what was your impression of it i i i thought I we loved it the, the turn 12 tickets were amazing we when on sunday with uh when we yep. actually got to watch the race it was Agreed. like we we got to view like almost every part of the track so definitely a big recommendation that anyone looking to do it is try to get turn 12 yeah, turn twelve. That fifteen is not bad facing the other way, but twelve is better, I think, because you yeah. can see the you can see the first hill. You you like we did high enough where you could see the uphills. Turn one. I mean, it was. I mean, that's where I would go back. I mean, we went to pretty much every kind of position in the walks on Friday and Saturday, and that's even you know even the seeing quality uh, right there in the watching you know right at the paddocks and the grandstands. Yeah, turn twelve was just amazing like the the racing was just amazing right there yeah yeah i'm definitely glad we did it you know and now we just you know know what it's like it's definitely better watching on tv but it's a different experience yeah. being there in person like yeah i wish know. there was a bigger screen closer to us like when we were on the in the grandstands the tv was dead nuts in front of us we're in the shade so it's the, the tv shade is so like it's a good view of the tv and the tv looked yeah. nice you know it wasn't all sunburnt so I mean that was that was pretty cool. Like we could literally like watching the TV, and then just watch them go by, watch all the action in the paddock, and yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was wild. It was just, yeah, it was good. It, it was crazy that that was there was four hundred. I think they said four hundred and fifty thousand people. Four twenty weekend attendance. Yeah, yeah, say. it's nuts. Just, it's crazy, but it does feel like it's getting so big here in the United States that it's it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty expensive to attend yeah. other events, you know. It's not going to get cheaper. No, <laughs> not at all. I was a little bummed out that I missed out because uh, immediately when I came back, I was like, well, I'm going to look into Montreal because it's it's literally like a six-hour drive from my house. Yeah. And uh, they had already done their pre-sale on tickets. And uh, it said that general – they had – they had grandstand tickets available for 325 for all three days, but it, they were fully sold out. So, but that was yeah, the advertised yeah. price was three twenty five. So I'm like, well, this is definitely way more reasonable. But and that might be one that I look as it gets closer to try to do something last minute and try to find. Yeah. The problem with that is like all the hotels end up jacking up all of their rates so crazy. So right, right. Um, you know, and that was one thing I was also afraid of a Vegas because they said that I, I read something that said that the Vegas hotel prices were increased by seven hundred percent. Yeah, so we've got there's know, a lot of BMX people in Vegas. So I mean, if you really that wanna, is true, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of BMX in Vegas, like yeah, you know, the, yeah. like all the people we know, industry or a long yeah. time, long time BMX guys. You know, 20, 20 plus years relationships that I've had. I, I could probably say at least ten places in Vegas, no problem. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Like if I did end up scoring tickets and I couldn't 
get a hotel or or if it was just so unreasonable that i would probably end up hitting up somebody and just being like hey man yeah. can i crash here with my kids you know i mean even so, if you barely know him bmx is always just so open armed you're like oh dude yeah oh i'd be like hey my buddy george is, oh really like, yeah i've heard of it yeah let it, tell him we got an extra you know, like yeah that's the yeah. cool thing about bmx and the family like in the open arm policies everywhere it's like yeah like, yeah no send it let's go bring him <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. the problem yeah, that w I was basically uh, going to utilize that up until uh, this new employee wanted to come down to North Carolina. I was going to go stay on uh, Jason Sherrill's couch, uh, or yeah, I actually, actually had an extra room down in North Carolina for that for that fusion uh, seminar because he came up here that, uh, for the past two summers and stayed at my house for when uh, there's been a big mountain bike uh, weekend up in gotcha. New Hampshire, and uh, I've had a bunch of people come up and just stay with me when they need to. You know, I'll either pick them up at the airport or when they need to fly out or whatever, uh, just so it's not a hassle for them. But um, yeah, it's just that's that is the great thing about BMX is that and it doesn't almost time almost doesn't matter. Like it could be somebody who raced, you know, 15 years ago and you're like, hey, man, I'm in the area. You know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's timeless. Yeah. Like, yeah. In most most cases, it's timeless. So. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's a little too bad that uh, the it seems like the ticket pricing is just gonna go through the roof even more yeah, and more as time goes on but... yeah i agree it's sad <laughs> i can see the the the, the die hard uh dudes who are like oh you know netflix ruined f1 and it's because they had a good thing going you know because they made they, it big they, yeah <laughs> They were probably like, buying tickets for fifty bucks, you know. They the want, yeah. <laughs> people want stuff to stay small and like, so niche, so they know about it. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Blow that, blow that shit up. That's how BMX is. It's stuck in a little niche ditch. Like, we need to blow that shit up. Where are we at? Netflix. Come on. Yeah, but it was pretty amazing. <laughs> like speaking about blowing things up, like when when we were walking around, just like looking at stuff to get, you know, and it was like you know looking at i was looking at hats for my kid and one of the hats was like 120 i'm like holy shit like they really really take advantage of the entire scenario mind-boggling yeah <laughs> yeah it's just absolutely crazy but i had a great time uh yep. it was it was Agreed. definitely awesome. awesome um this weekend coming up is the abu dhabi final and we could probably end on this little well uh, first first we just quickly we've got the max and lewis contact quick that's that's over. what i wanted to start talking about yeah and then, was, okay uh, gotcha and then we've got you know max the max checo controversy yeah so i'm race. torn clearly i'm a max fan uh, if anybody who's listened um i think personally the he has max pajamas <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> sorry i had to put that out <laughs> When, so go ahead. When, go ahead, Max when, Max, when Max went into Lewis, um, you know, even Martin Brundle on the announcing of it thought that the penalty should have went to Lewis Hamilton. He said multiple times, like, Max was ahead. Lewis didn't give him any room. You have to provide a car widths room. And when you look at the video, he gave him, like, a foot and a half yeah yeah and basically max and then at that point max was like i think max already knew his race was blown and he was like all right fine i'm diving in no he said that yeah yeah he did say that yeah. <laughs> he, he, he didn't think he yeah. said that yeah, yeah he said that so he basically was diving in you know you're not going to give me the space this is what happens and take you know, us both you're, out. Not, you're not going to win the race yeah exactly and, you won't get your win <laughs> that's and I, what and he I said wasn't gonna win anyway. which is i, I 
those are uh traits that i like about max but it's uh, nasty too it is nasty but, but, but um, someone's got to do it right somebody's got to do it somebody's <laughs> yeah somebody's got to push people around gotta have know? a bad guy you know just like lando norris uh when he crashed with charles leclerc like when he was interviewed he's like well i'm not here to let people pass me you know right. he's like I'm not i didn't doing see that it. that's like, awesome <laughs> yeah he said that and god uh, no which you know, I want to just point out how lucky is Lewis Hamilton for getting hit, succumbing yeah. to no damage, and then going on to get second. Yeah. And Charles Leclerc, although he's a, a good dude and stuff, he got super lucky that he fully spun off the track, went into the wall, came back out, and comes back and gets yeah. fourth. Or how he kept his car started. I mean, that's usually a pretty much a stall point there. Yeah, I kept everything, just, everything kept everything running and kept it moving. It was, it was I, lucky for him. I didn't understand anything that was going on there. <laughs> uh, I was just like, what is happening? Because when that happened, I was like, yes, you know, Max is going to be able to go in and, and you know, pit stop for new tires. And, and none of that happened. Like, it was yeah. no safety car. They got right back. Yeah, yeah. He just fucking got <laughs> just, it out and ripped. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I did watch a YouTube um, this morning and it was a review that had like the FIA documents and on how passing. And, and they say that Lewis, if, if, because leading into turn, whatever, and going into turn, whatever, he doesn't have to give him room because he need to be at least level. The wheels need to be at least level or, or you know, on the same parallel, or whatever you want to call it, the same plane. And they weren't. And that, and this was like one of those YouTubes, you know, they're all, biased or whatever probably yeah, yeah this one had the fi rule you know showed the highlights and then went yeah. through it showed the slow motions and all that shit and then i've watched some that are the opposite so i don't know what you know is what's what but yeah there's you know. there's a bunch of people who are basically saying that people have done that in the past and not gotten penalties it's a racing yeah. incident should have been an incident other people, a lot of people yeah say other that, people yeah. get penalties whatever like it i don't know what happened to red bull at that race it does seem very very odd that they were so off the pace. Yeah, they're slow. And and the and that they were so off of strategy. Like in the sprint race, Max started on mediums and only Nick Latifi started on mediums. Yeah, yeah him and Nick. And, and everyone ran their softs all the way through. I mean, I know no tire changes. Nick Gotifi, but <laughs> I'm not sure that that was probably the best idea because that definitely yeah. hurt Max in the sprint race. Yeah. But um Maybe they're doing ground stuff because it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know, know they don't want to lose. So that yeah, would, they definitely I don't want to lose. That would be it. But I mean, what, yeah. what, what else could there, could it be? You so, know, you Latifi's know, back there taking a chance going, fuck it, man. If, if the softs don't hold, I'm good. I'm going to get last either. The only way I'm not going to get last is if softs don't hold. So put me on mediums. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he's got with, no options. So. With Latifi, I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> <laughs> regarding one, one more weekend, like, it ain't going to matter. Yeah. It, it is pretty strange. Like uh, what was going on there with Max and that, and then that whole thing I'm sure led to Max being super pissed off about a bunch of stuff regarding the weekend. And then this is something that even being a Max fan, I do think he's, he shouldn't have done what he did. But I yeah. do think that there's probably a lot more to the story than anyone really knows. But uh, for those who haven't watched the race or those who did watch the race, um, basically, uh, Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez uh, are battling. They're really, really close in points for second place overall in, in the championship. Red Bull really wants Sergio. It's their last thing that they could possibly accomplish, which is to get Sergio in the second place position. Red Bull in its entire history has never had a one-two finish in the series for the driver's championship. Obviously, Max already has a championship. Obviously, constructors, they already have it. Well, as it stood, 
like the Red Bulls weren't doing well and they were falling down the order. Max was doing better than Sergio and then basically passed Sergio at one point. They told Sergio, let Max pass because we're going to see if he can catch Charles Leclerc and take points off of his position. But then as it as the race was finishing down, winding down, they told Max, if you can't catch Alonzo or um just Alonzo, because you if you can't catch Alonzo, you ain't catching Leclerc. So, so if well, you can't yeah, catch Alonzo, then yeah, fucking, they basically you know. said if you can't catch those guys, then give the position back to Sergio so he finishes sixth and you finish seventh. It, team points are the same, but Sergio gets one more point, basically. Yeah. And Max just didn't say anything. And then they asked him again in the literally the last lap and like the last turn. And he was like, literally told his team, go fuck off. Like, yeah, I and, and am not doing was, this. I told you. My Those are fucking <laughs> team orders. That's not your car. You know, they've had that discussion before or with Yost, especially like this yeah. isn't Max Verstappen racing. This yeah. is Red Bull racing, you know? So, yeah. yeah, he might be upset, but that's not his fucking car. It's not his place. doesn't matter what yeah. the fuck he thinks, if he's mad, whatever. Yeah. He was ordered I, directly from his boss. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That was just gnarly. And, and just being a fucking dick. So I do agree. Yeah. Incident, like, I, I do agree. I do want to know, though, because there's all this speculation about Monaco and what happened. And a lot of uh, the thing that we don't really have that much access to that obviously they do, especially right after an event, is uh, data and the onboards. And well, I see all a, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but this I'm saying after the fact. Like, yeah, this yeah. didn't come out after Monaco. Like, there was no conspiracy no. that was widespread like this. This came out now, you know. Yeah. And then basically, um, when because Martin Brundle is the one that brought up in the in the um, during the race, he said, "Oh, I feel like that might be payback for Monaco." Right. And then it made me go back and look at the results for Monaco and everything. And basically (laughs) in uh, Q3 qualifying of Monaco, uh, Sergio Perez looks like crashed his car. Oh, he did crash his car, but I guess it looks like he may have done it on purpose from all of the onboards and the data. He blipped it. Yeah. And Monaco is such a difficult (laughs) race to pass that he started on pole and he finished on pole basically. So or he finished the race in first. So, and that was at a time when Max was still way behind in the championship. Charles Leclerc was ahead. Uh, There was a lot of shit going on. And and clearly if that is the reason he's super pissed about what had happened and it was sitting and and stewing with him this whole time, like wait till you ask me to do something. I'm not going to do it. But (laughs) I will say that Sergio Perez has done more than asked Every uh, other oh, internet post has a list of all the things he's done. Yeah, yeah. So definitely not Max's best moment. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I, I was I was uh, thinking about the scenarios with how everything played out. Even though I don't, I, I don't think that Max is like this master genius, like points tabulator in a real time race. But with the way things finish, Charles Leclerc and Sergio are tied in points, and it really comes down to who beats who. Yep. It wouldn't matter. At this point, at this stage right now, but Charles Leclerc does have the tiebreaker because he has more wins than uh. Sergio Perez this year. So the only way that this matters with what Max did is literally if Sergio and Charles Leclerc crash out of the race and they don't get any points. If they don't get any points, Charles Leclerc gets second place overall yeah other than that it's just a straight up race other than that you got to beat the other dude and if you don't beat the other dude you don't deserve second anyway 
Right, right. So, like, there is nothing that that one point would have done. It's, to... Yeah, it still, it still would have been the same unless they. Yeah, I know what you mean. All the math stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even yeah, if yeah. even if he had the extra point, but Charles still beat him, Charles would tie him, and then he would win anyway because he has more wins. So it doesn't. It literally, there's only one scenario where this makes where it would have mattered, and hopefully that that doesn't happen. Yeah, right. But, um... Of course it will. <laughs> I hope it does. That way, Max can have a black eye. Max can have a black eye for a little while. And I don't mind Max. I, I there needs. To be, I, I like all everybody. I think it's it's really good. There's so many different personalities, and the diversification of that, you know, is, is makes it really, really cool to me. I love that there's bad guys and soft guys and whiners and and just you know people to get the job done. And you know, like Lando's a little boy. And there's it's just yeah, cool, you, it's cool shit. It's, when you said whiners, you should have just said Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the but, only one. Oakland bitches a lot. Uh, hey, man, uh, his relationship yeah. with Alonzo, man. God, yeah, I didn't know that, that was so bad. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Only one more week with this clown. <laughs> How Fuck about me. when, like, like, talk about team orders. Oh, okay. So, so that was the team order from Red Bull. Um, mm. uh, Alpine team order. They chastised. Esteban Ocon, and they were like, "Do not race Alonso. Yeah. Do not. Don't, I don't want you do battling it. with Alonso." <laughs> and he was like, "But, but, 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 but." He's like, and "Well, I'm like, gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Was it Stroll or Vettel? I'm passing Vettel first. But then, as soon as he got passed, he let him by. So I mean, yeah. he followed the order. He just wasn't yeah. gonna do right. Then he's like, "I'm not letting him pass until I'm gotten by this guy." And then yeah. they know that the Alonso's got he, nothing to lose. And Alonso restart, he got by and let it go. Alonso will just crash out uh Esteban <laughs> and screw the team over, you know. God. But then the other team order, the other team order that I wonder how it's gonna play out was Charles Leclerc begged his team. Yeah. And that this is sad. kind of a it was a shitty thing because it was like asking to to basically Carlos Sainz not to get a podium. Yeah, I'm calling no fuck you. Sorry, Charles. Not pulling a Ferrari driver off a podium. No fucking way. Fourth and fifth, seventh and eighth, whatever. That's no, great. It, it would have been a Ferrari You can't pull a driver, driver off his it podium would've... after all that work. Yeah, I, I no get it. No fucking way. I get it. But also, Charles is sitting there like, well, if I lose by one point, then that's a scenario where yeah, well, too I bad. guess it I doesn't. Mean, I not, guess it doesn't not, matter. That's not. But, yeah, it's, that's not um, Carlos's fault. That's just how it played out. You know, yeah. you can't. I think in no way would someone you work and you're on the podium pull a podium away. No fucking way. Yeah, not, and not yeah. maybe a title or something, but off a podium spot that would be really shitty. And it's and even Leclerc, you know, he's asking and asking. And I watched one of the interviews after, and he said, "I only asked because it actually was on the table. Like we talked about it." you know yeah so he's like that's the only reason i asked because you know he said maybe we could do something but it's like dude, he he's was on the begging, podium though. he's on the he fucking podium he was begging yeah fuck that it was i wouldn't crazy. do a podium spot like, sorry <laughs> bud i love you and all but no fucking way those are hard to come by man it's not yeah. like you know he's not like know, max man. or lewis you know carlos isn't you know, doesn't got 20 fucking podiums he's got what four yeah. or five or something you know for sure yeah <clears throat> yeah wild no, it was I, a good I agree with that one it was definitely a drama. drama yeah, kept it kept it busy. Weekend. kept your kept your Ooh. head busy. <laughs> so now they have a ton of shit to talk about for Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi's coming up this weekend. It's the last F one race of the season. Damn it! Um, not there's really nothing that can really come out of it except for, you know, can Haas, can Haas maintain their two point lead over AlphaTauri? That will be interesting. 
I think Alpine has enough of a points lead over McLaren to where they're going to be best of the rest. Um, and possibly if Mercedes can be dominant again, like they were in Sao Paulo, um, it's possible that Mercedes can pass Ferrari in, in the constructors championship. So those are really the only things that are exciting that are going to happen unless that's still good stuff though. I mean, it is, it's definitely good stuff, but I think the most exciting thing will be if Max gets in a position that he can Serge. do something to Charles Leclerc to help Sergio, because yeah, they like have said they have all said we shook hands, and if I can help them, I'm gonna help them. I don't know what the fuck that means. But- yeah, because like you said, it's it's a one to one race. I mean, it, it, he, Max had to be in front of Charles and like basically crash him, stop him, slow him down so that Sergio could dive on him. There's not about the only not a I good can, position to help. Yeah, about the only thing I can think of is that um, like Charles is hard charging and max needs to slow down charles yeah like like sergio slowed down lewis hamilton last year that's about the only thing that he could possibly do but yeah i feel like max is just like yeah i'm gonna get myself out of this situation because i'm just gonna fucking win this race and yeah i'm just gonna peace out on everybody i'm gonna peace out on everybody i don't gotta worry about shit (laughs) if i'm winning the race nobody's gonna ask me to to hit the brakes that's the easy (laughs) way out for sure but we'll see we'll see if the mercs can stay strong i don't know if it was a i mean they've definitely gradually gotten better and better better the last few weeks so that's good to see but can they can they hang on? Does Red Bull have an answer to their shit last weekend? So yeah, I mean, it's it, there's plenty to be excited about for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's such an interesting thing. Um, you know, I was trying to think of like why because uh, Mercedes was pretty good in Mexico, also, weren't they? Uh, Thought they were pretty. Yes, yeah, that, that was the lead up. You know, all those. You know, Austin, New Mexico. They're all there. Yeah, every race was a little bit better. Both cars yeah, yeah, were better. But what I was thinking I exactly about was that. Um, Mercedes was so plagued by aerodynamic problems and it seemed like they started, they did sort of fix it in Austin, but the aerodynamic problems go away to some extent in Mexico because of the air density. It's, it's right. a mile high and Sao Paulo was 800 meters high. So it's, it's almost like, like this sort of low air density, less aerodynamic issue kind of thing is where Mercedes is like performing better right now yeah. um abu dhabi i i think is like sea level definitely yeah. um so i'm um, you know let, you know we'll see what happens there but um yeah for sure. I, i'm super pumped i'm excited uh i don't have my kids this weekend so i'll be trying to finish up shit here in the shop and uh just screaming at the tv screaming at the tv well i mean there's nothing to fight over right now it's just like no. is there well i mean be- haas staying yeah. ahead of alfatari that's a big deal yeah you know, yeah that is- for k-mag wondering where you know is mick gonna get that last drive in that saves his seat i mean there's a little bit of stuff going on yeah i mean i a buddy of mine texted me today saying that hulkenberg was going to haas and i ho- really hope that they don't do that i don't think it's official but um it'd be really shitty if they if they put hulkenberg on the team and, you know i think I mick, know. Is, mick has deserved it he had a good drive last weekend yeah, he's not doing um, awful. I'm just curious, can they do better with the veteran? You know, and and I was watching a thing on that on Hulkenberg too. Like they're saying, just how good he is. That dude can fucking drop in a car, not racing a year, and like out qualify the the drivers. Like get into Q2, like get into point. Like he's he's legit. Um, yeah, but is it good if you have bad chemistry on your team? Like, well, yeah, they you know, like that, the reason why Red Bull was working so good this year was because Sergio Perez just worked well with Max, and maybe that's right. not going to happen in the future now. Maybe Sergio's sick, yeah, they're but Sergio's saying, also 33 years old, he's probably sitting here like, I am very lucky to be in the position that I'm in right now. You he know? should if he's smart, 
and Max is just like, I'm the boss. Yeah, uh, that's, no, that's just pretty much what it is. <laughs> and then, yeah, just quickly, I got to get going. But Dan, Danny yeah, Rick, they, they keep seeing more and more stuff on Danny Rick going to Red Bull. And then they're all, everyone's speculating, oh, now, now with him, now with the big fight, it could be his 2024 seat. <laughs> the <laughs> Red Bull, too. back to Red Bull. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, but there's, cool, there's man. A, lot of, a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, for sure. If uh, people are still listening, you know, definitely tune in this weekend. Watch that stuff. Uh, come by Grands. Come check us out. We'll be there. You know, uh, the Rock. Is it the Rock or the? Yeah, it's the Rock where they give out um, the Golden Crank. Is it? Uh, yeah, mm, I don't know. No, I think they do it on Saturday night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's pro right, race. Right. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, you guys got in the top five on all categories. Yeah, much, all categories much luck good to, to you go. guys. We'll see. Uh, I'm we hoping see. that. Uh, Hoping my predictions all come true there. And uh, yeah, man, can't wait to see you and have a safe trip. And uh, all right, buddy. talk to you later, man. Have a good one. See ya.